You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. Welcome back to another episode of the It's Her Time podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about whether we love all of the different dimensions of our life. And I'll get more into what that actually means, but I'm excited because I get to introduce you to my special guest, Nina Warburton. And she is a health and financial and relationship mentor. She helps us to understand all of the different areas of our life, how we can actually achieve the things that we dream to achieve. She talks all about abundance and she gives us all the tools that we need in order to be able to create abundance in all areas of our life. Because truly, I want us all to live a very happy and healthy life. And in order to do that and to actually enjoy full health, whole health, we need to be able to focus on all aspects, all aspects of our health, all aspects of our life. And when we feed all of these different areas of our life, that's when we experience true health. I'm going to put all of the information into our show notes on how you can connect with Nina. She has a lot to offer. She actually also um, provides personal coaching for those of you that want to um, have a personal coach. I highly recommend it because I feel like a coach can often see things that maybe we're not seeing for ourselves and they can help push us in the direction that we need a little help and assistant with. Nina is amazing. She's a, a person that I look up to and have enjoyed conversations with on many occasions. And I can't wait for you girls to get to know her and to be able to be inspired by the things that she shares with us today. But before we do that, let's go into a Mixers Girls Say. For this episode's Mixers Girls Say, this is such a fun and empowering question box. What are your favorite things about being a woman? Yes, this is a good one. Yeah, I love it. Celebrate it. Having the ability to carry new life. Yep. Really cool. Um, How incredibly strong we are. That's right. Yes, amen. The power my attitude holds. I like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dressing up fancy. I like feeling beautiful. Women will really rally around in a way that men will just never understand. Um, We definitely have better clothes and shoes than men. (laughs) (laughs) A little more variety, right? We can run like girls. Oh, yes, we can. We can (laughs) run like girls. What does Uh, that mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, we run strong. We run strong. Girls run strong. That's what I mean. Yes. Like, I I feel like, yeah, like, there's, I've seen there's like videos. a con- Yeah, there's a negative connotation about, like, run like a girl. Well, it's sad. It's actually with this thing where they ask little girls, like, run like a girl. And then, have you seen this? Yes. And then they, they demonstrate adults. and they're like, no, no, no. It's the Dove oh, commercial. that's right. Where they You're ask right. the little girls to yes. run like a girl and they run powerful. And there's the and adults And then there's the adult all. women yeah. that are like, and it's because we're taught that apparently we don't run well, which is not true. It's not true at all. Not true. <laughs> um, that our hips don't lie. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, I love being emotional. It's hard sometimes, but I love that I have the ability to connect and empathize with others. I think it's a superpower too. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's just tough being a woman, but I'd rather be a female than a male. Any day. Any day. Although, you know, sometimes it does seem like they have it a little easier. You know, when it comes to hormones, they do not fluctuate. They're kind of the same day in, day out. Yeah. But as we talked about so many times on this um, podcast or show, we talked about how all of the like fluctuations and ebbs and flows of being a woman and all uh-huh. of the hormones fluctuations that we have is actually something we can tap into and it is superpower for us. Yeah. All right, let's get into the episode. We love being women too. Yes. Thanks yes. for the question box. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. All right. Welcome back to today's episode. As we talked about in the intro, I'm so excited for you girls to learn and to um, 
understand some of the things we're talking about today because we have an incredible guest. We have Nina here who I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and kind of tell us about her background so that you guys understand where she's coming from. But this episode, the conversation I'm excited to get into because this is stuff that I feel is really important for us to be able to to talk about and learn about and implement in our life. So we're going to give you a lot of good take home, you know, takeaways so that you can put these actions into life and be able to live your best life. So Nina, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me on, by the way. You guys are awesome and I admire you so much. Um, So yeah, I'm Nina. Really excited to be here. My background's actually in child psychology. I worked as a mental health professional in the schools had a great time, great experience with that, but I started adding little people to my family (laughs) about 14 years ago. And so I stepped away from that profession um, about 12 or so years ago. And that's really what I um, utilize as a catalyst to move into the entrepreneurship space. So that's where I've been for the last 12 years or so. I've done just a spattering of lots of different things. Um, Had a women's online clothing shop, was a professional singer there for a hot minute, um, <clears throat> just a, f- a few different ventures, mostly uh, service and information based here in makeup artistry. I'm very passionate about holistic health, so I super excited that. to be here on yes. that front. Um, but yeah, and then uh, about five years ago, I started working with an online holistic health and charity company, mm-hmm. and I work with them really as a mentor to help people through their health and wellness journey, and also mentor women specifically to help build financial security from home. So that's my passion right now. I definitely love mindset, love talking all things about abundance and personal growth. Absolutely. Uh, But I I guess the best word to describe me is mentor. I love taking people from where they're at and helping them get to places that they want to go. Lucky us. And we get to have her on and she can be our mentor for this episode for I would be sure. Honored. And then after this episode, you're going to want to make sure you connect with Nina and, 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 benefit from all she offers. But yes, so fun. So obviously it's so important, you know, as a holistic health practitioner, that's my whole drive is that I want women, people, but women, because that's, you know, who I mostly work with now to understand that health comes from so many different areas of our life. Absolutely. I feel like too often we think health is healthy eating and exercising, right? And so it's mm-hmm. what we look like on the outside, but There's so many other areas of our life that are so important for us to make sure that we are nourishing so that they, those areas of our life are healthy as well. And when we can have that kind of um, whole approach, then that's when we actually have true health. That's when we are in ease and not dis-ease. And so you know how I love to talk all about how important the mindset is. And so that's exactly why I wanted Nina on here today, because I feel like the conversations that we've had, um, I've just loved listening to the things, your thoughts and your, you know, your take on all of that. And I just feel like you have so much that you can offer. So thank you. So, and an abundance comes with that. You know, I, I think that, um, when we hear the word of like manifesting abundance, I think we think it's a little, spiritual and it's kind of Uh. (laughs) and it's out there. But that's what I just described was what I'm talking about. It's like we need an abundance in all areas. We need to have love for all areas of our life. And that is what an abundant life looks like. And so there are ways for us to go about knowing how to create that type of abundant life. And there's also tools that we can use. And so that's what I would love for you to just go into. Just take it away and just (laughs) Let us know, you know, tell us the things that you like to talk to your, the people that are in your influence about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's super important for us to realize just how much influence we have. I love that you utilize that word because when we're thinking about manifesting or what, I mean, another way to put that is just being intentional in your living with an idea that you're a creator in your life, that you're not just being pulled in certain directions or from certain experiences having to just react, but instead can say, I'm looking at my experience right now, and this is the ideal outcomes I'd like. Taking those uh, habits that you have every day Mm -hmm. that are going to push the needle towards that desired outcome. That's really all that it is. Yeah. I think when we think about manifesting, we think it's yeah, maybe a little bit more woo-woo. And there's aspects to the spiritual connection to it, absolutely. But I think to really put it in a you know, 101, setting mm-hmm. manifesting 101, yeah. it's just thinking, how would I want my life to look? And what are some steps that I can utilize that are going to help move me towards that that lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when when we're thinking about manifesting and really creating abundance in our life, I, I think the first question that I would have us ask 
would be, what does abundance even mean to me? Right. What does that look like? Yeah. How does that feel? Yes. Do I want it in my relationships? And Mm -hmm. if so, what would an abundant, rich relationship Mm -hmm. look like? Mm -hmm. And kind of drawing out, you know, that would look like patient and energetic exchanges, you know? Right. Um, You can even say, what does it not look like? (laughs) You know, are we having these tense conversations with each other? You know what I mean? Yeah, because it kind of brings more clarity, right? Sometimes it's hard for us to know and even dream exactly what something looks like, but you can, you usually know what you don't want, right? So you can start there, but then take that information, right? And then utilize it and and make what a list of the things you do want, correct? Absolutely. I like to ask myself, what do I want instead? Okay. That's a really good, easy place, especially when you're dealing with discord, with challenge, with a situation that's not ideal. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I, this is something I want to be a manifester. I want to be an intentional creator in this space. You know, and th- this is what I'm seeing right now in my reality. What do I want instead? Right. And yeah, go through things like, what would it look like? What would it sound like? Even what it, would, it, would it smell like? What would mm-hmm. I feel like in that space? And then you can incorporate that into even visualizations if you act, you know, in that way, uh, which I, I love putting right. your brain in that space where it's actually mm-hmm. creating exactly the environment that you want. It's super powerful when you do that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Put your brain in a space where it's like, I want that. I, I long for mm-hmm. that. How do I get there? Yeah. <laughs> like that's a really important aspect of manifesting for sure. But once you've identified what is it that I feel like is an abundant life, then that's a really key part in creating it. Mm-hmm. I will just tell you that in my work as a mentor over the last five years, the biggest and first hurdle we have is dreaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard, I think, to get ourselves out of our current reality and think, man, what would my better life look like? Right. Outside of the parameters of what I think it could look like. Mm-hmm. Because we initially put forth a pretty solid standard ceiling maybe based on how we were raised or what we've been able to create in our life thus far. And that's that's a hindrance. <laughs> it really Absolutely. is. Yeah. Because we can't see beyond that vision of what we have already created. When truth be told, you're going to be moving forward into an, a novel space anyway. Right. You can take old energy into new space, but you're not going to get any new outcomes from it. So if we can imagine what would my ideal situation look like, really dream big. Mm-hmm. You know, not yeah. what I think I could accomplish, but really what would I want to mm-hmm. accomplish? Or again, create an environment or situation. It doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily like these measurable business goals or such. But even in family life, relationships, financial milestones, even this feeling that you were talking about, this abundant wellness, mm-hmm. what would that look like in my mind, in my body? And then it's going to start feeling more possible. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, as we're, when we're younger, this is easy for us to dream big because everything seems possible. And I think you're right. As we kind of go through life, through childhood, we're, we're very molded and shaped by our environment and by the people around us and what their view of what's possible is. And so I think that it's hard for us as adults sometimes to tap into that, but we have that within us. And it really just takes practicing and having that, um, that mindset behind it, that it's all just about creativity and bringing back that creativity. So a lot of times just practicing creative things, whether it's cooking, whether it's bake, I mean, baking, painting, (laughs) (laughs) same thing as cooking, but painting or singing or anything that is in that creative realm, right? The more you do that, the more you're going to be able to tune into visualizing because that is what creation comes from is first you have to see it. And then you have to make it and create what it is that you're seeing in front of you. And so we're all creative beings. That's just our nature. Divinely. Right? And yeah, inside yes. of us, we are creators. Yes. Absolutely. And I just think we forget that. So I love that you're bringing this about and, and that first step of dreaming. That's the first step. But maybe some of us are like, okay, I I don't do that anymore. I don't even know how to dream. Sure. Like, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, And I feel silly putting like, whatever this huge, you know, dream may be or whatever to even put that on paper because we think, is this even possible for me? Right. And so, so yeah, so I love the dreaming, but then how then do you take, how do you create, you know, what do you do with that dream? I guess the next step. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like what's the actionable step? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have a big belief around 1% improvement, just 1%. Yeah. 
And I think it can feel very overwhelming when we're looking at our life and maybe multifaceted components that need an adjustment. (laughs) Right. And we're like, I just want to overhaul the whole thing. But the truth is, you know, that the big doors swing on little hinges. Mm-hmm. So, so true. You just, just pivoting one habit, you know, the way that you speak to yourself, the mm. way that you speak to your significant other, your children, um, maybe your movement habits, uh, journaling, if that resonates with you. <clears throat> All those little small habits can really over time compound quite beautifully. So I would say just start with one area that's mm-hmm. most pressing and stressful for you right now. What's the area that if right. I were to wave a magic wand over, you would say, that's the thing that needs to change? Mm-hmm. Focus there. And just imagine yourself five months from now. Mm. If you were living a better version of that, what would it look like? What does it feel like? What yes. does it look like? Yeah. And what's one tiny habit, mm-hmm. something that you're going to implement every single day for the next five months that's going to help shift that? Maybe not perfectly, mm-hmm. but if nothing else, it will help build a sense of integrity within yourself that you're following through on what you're telling yourself you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can just be an, if, you know, fine and believe that's enough, mm-hmm. then you would be surprised at the momentum that one habit yeah. can implement into your life. That's that's probably where I'd yeah. say to start. It's kind of like the domino effect, right? Yeah. I know when I used to work with clients in my practice, we would go through some of these steps that you're kind of describing here too. We would look at all of the different areas in our lives that matter most to us, all of our priorities, if you will. Not everybody's going to have the same set of priorities, but we would usually right. make a list of 10 priorities. And a lot of things that you mentioned are, you know, often those things, family, finances, health, you know, creativity, spirituality, you know, the list can go on. So I always recommend that you think through your life and the areas of your life that matter the most, and then rate in each of those areas on a scale from one to 10, where do you think you're following? You know, are you like, you could write the book on like how to be (laughs) the most creative or most religious person or whatever it is that's important to you, right? Um, You are a 10 then. If you're feeling like, no, I really need to step up my game in that area of my life, then maybe you're a two, maybe you're a one. And once they kind of go through that list, a lot of times they can see what two areas, but I even like just one area, like you're saying, um, where is the one area that's maybe the weakest link Mm -hmm. and then focusing on, okay, what are some things that I could do simply every single day that would help to improve that area of my life? So if it is your health, for instance, getting up and having the first thing you do in the morning, you know, drink a big glass of water or something like that. That's like an easy, actionable step. But if you did that every single day, the domino effect with that is incredible. You in six months, like you're saying, well, you will feel and see the benefit of just that one small habit. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I'm a big person about like creating powerful habits in your life because we're creatures of habit. And those habits are what actually helps us to manifest, you know, whatever it is that we've dreamed about and want to like accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish that are out there. Yeah, absolutely. And what what is so cool that we often see is when you do shift one habit, it is a trigger for other things. Yep. Like if you're drinking water in the morning, you're going to have a little bit more energy. Yeah. Your brain's going to get turned on first thing in the morning. So, hey, I now have some new energy to go move my body this morning when I usually just wanted to lay on the couch or stay in bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it can be a trigger and a catalyst again for for better habits, even beyond just the first one that you start with. But I think just keeping it as simple as possible so that your brain doesn't get overwhelmed because confused and overwhelmed people do nothing. Yeah, it's that analysis paralysis, right? Like yes. where you're just like, oh, I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to make yes. my whole world better. But then it just feels so overwhelming that you're like, I'll do that tomorrow, you know? So right. yes, I love that. And you're truly, you're really just reinforcing this belief that you are a change agent. You mm-hmm. are a creator. Creator. Yes, in your life. And when you just make these simple shifts, you're really pulling your brain out of this fixed mindset, the Mm -hmm. one that believes that however you came is just however you are. Right. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. saying, listen, I'm going to shift one element of habits in my life and really watch myself adapt, watch Mm -hmm. to see how much I can change. I think that's, you know, just sharing a little bit about my personal journey. I was really hesitant to do personal development. My husband was actually a big reason why I even started at all. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm really grateful that he was 
uh, open to that kind of thing because what was really powerful was for me as a wife to see him make transformations that influenced the quality of my life. Right. I was like, oh, you're changing and you're affecting me. Right. So if you've ever felt like, gosh, I wish my partner would listen to this, or I, gosh, I wish my partner would implement Mm -hmm. new habits and that would help our life. Just know that you're powerful. (laughs) You create a beautiful energy and force in your life that's going to influence your children, your partner, your coworkers. And when you're on a trajectory towards growth, you're going to naturally attract Mm -hmm. more growth in your life and bring people to you that are going to see see that difference. Isn't believe, that the truth? Yeah. And be inspired by it. And I think that's not a good intention to go in like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to do personal development so my partner will change. No, <laughs> but it's a great side it's bonus. It's a side right? benefit. <laughs> but yeah, that, gr- that growth mindset component is so key. Yeah. I mean, especially as you were talking about, as we age, we really get out of that learning sequence mm. It's one thing I admire so much about my children in their phase of life. And even when I was in college and grad school, it's like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me to broaden my horizons and to Mm -hmm. learn more. And when we get out of that phase of life, we kind of turn that brain, that side of our brain off a bit. So it's really cool to be like, no, I I really do want to grow and learn and get curious a little bit about what habits have led you to where you're at. And then just just tweaking them, just small Mm -hmm. adjustments so that you can have a positive experience moving forward. Absolutely. I know. I love this. And, and I feel like, um, you, I mean, the power of habit is so incredible. Yeah. I I've told the story. In fact, I think it's a story that's in probably a book that I read and I don't even know if I remember (laughs) what book it is. So I'm so sorry, but I remember the story of this, um, this man who is an older gentleman, um, probably in his sixties. And he had, um, he had some kind of a, uh, a disorder that caused him to almost have like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's type symptoms where he, he could not like remember things long-term. And, um, and so in this book, they talk about how this man then in order for them to help him thrive, they had to create like this, like very systematic kind of day for him. So like every day this time they did this and then he'd watch this show or he'd eat this, you know, meal, he'd whatever. And by doing so, it actually helped him to be able to function optimally. Um, but the problem with that was that by doing things so like routinely, it kept him, you know, safe, but it also like it made his brain function diminish and he actually declined a lot faster. And so it's just this interesting study. They talk about how habits are such an important part of our, you know, our safety, but it also sometimes like if we get too routine is, I guess what I'm saying and the point that I'm making. And and that happens to us a lot when we get in older, we get in these little like ruts, we kind of get in these grooves and we forget that it's, it's okay for us to kind of like take a detour here and there. And, and by doing so it can kind of open up so much more possibility for us because we aren't, we aren't living to our full capability probably ever in our lives. And so if we can just remember that and realize that, then it, I think it gives us like this permission to be like, let me just open this, this box, this lid and see, you know, (laughs) let's just try it and let's just see where I can go with this. And to me, that's very exciting. I love that kind of living. I love change. I love growth. Um, that's something that I feel like is so fun for me, but I also feel like it's really beneficial. It keeps my mind young. It keeps my body young and it keeps me continually wanting to like to improve and to see where, you know, life can take me, which is beautiful. I love that the research backs up that novelty and thought. Yeah. You know, I had a mentor of mine share once that every day we wake up and we have a plate of problems. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Nobody wakes up without any problems. I mean, literally the first problem you have is, am I going to get out of bed or am I going to stay in bed right now? You know, am I going to feed myself? And what is that, you know, food choice going to be. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, maybe some kid is missing a sock, you know, and you've got to go find that. <laughs> you, you just, you literally wake up with a plate of problems. Nobody wakes up without nope. something. Yeah. And I mean, problems or choices, choices. we'll just yes. say, right? Choices. Um, but the, the truth is that that novelty yeah. in problem solving is what makes our powerful brain have an opportunity to be exercised. Yeah. And when we look at it every day, and I, I, one of my affirmations is, I'm a problem solver. I love that. I'm a problem <laughs> so, solver. So I wake up and mm-hmm. say, okay, here's the, here's the plate of problems that mm-hmm. I've got right now, urgently on my mind. Where do I want to start? Mm-hmm. And you start just kind of sorting through the plate. What's the, what's the most important thing right now? 
And I think in our digital age, going off a little bit on a tangent. I love it. I love these tangents. <laughs> Always happens, by the way. I, you know, but that's what's fun. Well, it's, we, we can't ignore the fact that yeah. we are being pulled towards media mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, it's all over. It's surrounding it us. Yeah, absolutely. And one of those problems that we may see on the plate is who needs my attention right now? Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's in-person people or emails, right. you know, work <laughs> notifications, <laughs> Instagram notifications, Facebook, you know, messenger messages, any, any of that could be a number. But what I will tell you is that what I have found when it comes to media is that if I offset that for about an hour, mm-hmm. then my brain really can turn on yes. without that, you know, dopamine kick that we get from the screen. But also it's a, it's an, a message again towards what's most important in my life. Mm-hmm. Is it someone else or is it me? Mm-hmm. Is it the person that is going to be interacting with all of these people and situations throughout the whole day? And when I shifted that, especially as a young mother, shifting things just a little bit so that I could have my personal time before a little one need to be nursed right? <laughs> or right. somebody need to be fed or a, a lunch need to be packed, mm. that it was an subconscious or an inadvertent message to myself of what was the priority. Right. And my mind became the priority. My mindset, my thoughts, uh, what was weeding, uh, what being able to weed through, I should say, some of the mess that I was holding just when I woke up you know, the worries and the stresses, if I could sort through that for mm-hmm. just a beat, yes. even 15, 20 minutes before I checked the noise of the internet or other people in my life that needed me, man, that completely shifted and changed so much. I love Miracle Morning by mm-hmm. Hal Allred. He has several variations of it, but I think the original one is my favorite. <laughs> and you don't have to do it in the sequence that he does, but right. even just implementing some sort of morning routine uh, really can make a powerful difference in the way that your day goes. Now, it can't just be your morning <laughs> that no, you alter. But it's also, it's a good place to start, absolutely, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A really great place to start. And um, that's really, I think, one of one of the big things when I think about what's been the most impactful way to shift and change my life. It's starting the morning without serving other people right away. Yeah. <laughs> but going yeah. into my mind and saying, what is it that I want to create in this day? Yeah. What's the most pertinent problem for me right now that's going to help me get a bit of clarity, a bit of focus, a bit of joy, mm-hmm. first thing for myself, and then I can go out and serve in a different way? I could not agree with you more. I'm a big believer in how we start our day. I love, in fact, I want you to share with us like what it is that you do, because I always oh, think yeah. it's very fun to hear, because it doesn't have to be the same as, you know, somebody else does, you know, as far as how they create their, their morning. Um, but I'm the same way. I, I like to wake up. Um, I like to totally remove myself from other distractions that are in, out there because yes, it's like you can instantly open your phone. And then all of a sudden your day yes. is like victim to everybody else's <laughs> agenda. Right. It's so true. And it's just so important for us. And I feel like the reason why it's so important is because when we allow others to like dictate what our day looks like, then we really disconnect from our innate self and our, um, our mm. own intuition. I love that. And so we, we become very disconnected. And so we, we don't always end up doing the things that our body and our mind and our spirit is trying to tell us is most important for us to do. And so for me in the morning, that's when I connect. I try to connect as much as I can with that part of myself. I want to be very intentional with, you know, whether it's with meditation, it's always with meditation in the morning. <laughs> um, I definitely, you know, will kind of connect with my physical body, whether that's through um, a drink that I will have in the morning or um, by moving my body. I also am a huge person. I call them morning pages. I will do a brain dump in like a a journal where I know I'll never go back and read again and nobody else will ever. It's not going to be a history of my life, but it's just literally like things are in my mind usually that come to me after meditation will come and I'll just write them down in a journal. And a lot of times that just kind of brings like everything into focus of like what matters most, where are my priorities, where are the areas of my life that I know are going to be the biggest domino that create the best, you know, effect down the road. So 
I would love to know. Like, I just think it's so fun and interesting to hear. Like, what are some of your morning rituals that you do? Yeah. Yeah. To help put that oxygen mask on you before you start taking care of everybody else. Yeah. And I love hearing yours too, because it's always like, oh, I want to implement that. Like, I love I love that element. So for me, my morning routine actually starts the night before. Perfect. I have a tendency, maybe any of you out there can relate, uh, to have a bit of anxiety. Uh-huh, I sure. uh, have considered myself a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist, (laughs) high performer, whatever you want to call it. And instead of looking at that as a detriment or a character flaw, I've actually tried to lean into it that I really enjoy excellence in my space. Yes, And if I can refine skill sets, then I want to do that. But I want to remove out of that the anxiety and the guilt that may come in lack of perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, perfect performance or perfection. And so for me, the night before something's really important, to do one to help me settle down at night, but also to kind of understand what may need to be addressed in the morning. (laughs) And I literally have it coined in my phone, what to worry about tomorrow. Yeah. And I just, it's kind of a brain dump before I go to bed so that I have a chance to just offload it out of my mind Mm -hmm. and put it into some space where I know I won't forget it. Right. Because I feel like that's, especially when I've worked with kids over the years and my kids get the brunt of it. <laughs> now I have four kiddos. Um, that's that's one thing that really helps when you're anxious is just giving a space outside of your mind to mm-hmm. hold the things that you're worrying about. So anyway, we we I do that practice with myself. What to worry about tomorrow. And most of the time, it's just a couple of things. Yeah. Other times, it may be a lot. <laughs> do you write it down? Do you put it in a note yeah. on your phone? Yes. How do you do that? Yeah, yeah, in a note on my phone. Perfect. And uh, what's so funny is that oftentimes when I wake up the next day and when I get into the sequence of me looking at those, mm-hmm. oftentimes they don't really matter. Right. Which is so interesting in that moment when they feel so urgent. Yeah. But anyway, so it starts the night before. I almost always do some sort of uh, Reiki thing. You you guys, TikTok is so cool. Uh, They have Reiki and energy healers on those platforms. And I'll almost always move a little bit of energy. I try to close Mm -hmm. my evening with a bit of gratitude and energy movement, calling this Maybe it's going to sound no, woo-woo. <laughs> our audience is down with this, right? Okay, I mean, I, I appreciate we, it. With me, they go, we go woo-woo sometimes. So, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And to each their own. You yes, know, if you judge course. me, that's fine. But, you know, don't knock it till you try. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but I, I'll call back all the energy that I may have called out and given yeah. to other people. And then I send back their energy as well, because that can be a weight before you go to sleep. Yeah. And um, and then I just express gratitude for my body. Uh, just a little background on me. I'm, I'm actually a medical miracle. <laughs> every, I want to know every all day, about this. Yeah, yeah every day us. is a gift, truly. Wow. I, was, I was born with a pulmonary uh, valve that was immature. Mm. And I was born in 1985, and they didn't know how to do heart surgery on infants at the time. It was very, very experimental. Mm-hmm. And they didn't detect it. Uh, while my mother was pregnant, they found it right after I was born wow. and said, wow, she's not breathing through her lungs. She's <laughs> breathing Whoa. like she was in the womb yeah. and her pulmonary valve is not functioning at all, which is the valve that, that goes to your lungs. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I went into emergency open heart surgery and wow. they repaired my heart. I have a real, you can't see it here, but I have a real big scar mm-hmm. <laughs> down the front of me as a reminder uh, to that beautiful miracle. But uh, I had that open heart surgery. I was one of two infants that lived that year with my health condition. Amazing. And went home nine days after mm-hmm. surgery and haven't had any subsequent surgery since. So every wow. day on this earth is such a gift right. to me. And oh, it makes me a bit emotional. But um, mm. I just try to express that gratitude You're right. mm-hmm. for my body and my heart every day. Um and and that leaves me with a different feeling each night. So in the morning, I do the exact same thing. I'll so wake beautiful. Up. <laughs> you just brushed right by that, but I just want to say, no, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I know that's a, a so in a way a blessing. It's a it's sure. a hard blessing to have to go through, but to have a reminder that like reminds you daily whenever you see that sign on your body that every day is a gift. I mean, we all should remember that. And we all do have reminders around us, but sometimes we're kind of like detached from that. Absolutely. So I think that's so beautiful. And I think that thinking about that every evening, what would happen if we all 
just took time to think about that. What a different life we would lead, like what a different day we would have, you know, just having that mindset. So anyways, continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to touch on that because I think that's really beautiful. I'm so powerful. Right. And isn't everybody Everybody is a miracle. Everybody, every day that we are here on this earth is a blessing and a miracle, you know, and yeah, and we don't know, we don't know what the future holds for us. And so, but we get into these routines, we get into these little ruts and it, we forget, we forget that every day we have this opportunity to create the most magnificent life, the most magnificent, you know, healthy and abundant and nourished life. And so, yeah. Okay. I love it. Thank you. We're on the same page there, (laughs) Nina. That was beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Um, Yes. So grateful. So grateful for my body. So that's the, that's the first thing when my alarm goes off in the morning, I will take just a beat. And sometimes I will take a bit of time and I just go toes to top of my Mm -hmm. head and say, say, thank you feet for being the vehicle with which I can move through this life. Thank you legs for being strong and sturdy. And I just go through each element of my body with gratitude. That's the first thing that I do. If I'm in a hurry, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which sometimes happens, sure. I will thank my lungs. I will thank my heart and I will thank my brain. That's what I usually just say. Thank you brain for another day on this earth. Thank you lungs for giving me breath again today. And it's, it's just my favorite way to wake up was to express gratitude. <laughs> and can I just get on the scientific side of that? And I talk a lot about this on our podcast to talk about how important it is because stress is a huge like root cause of um, hormone imbalance. And because we mostly talk about hormone balance, but with any kind of disease in our life. Yes. I talk about how important it is that we are constantly um, sending safety signals mm-hmm. to our brain, right? And to our nervous system. And so gratitude is one of the most effective safety signals that you can give your nervous system when you go through and and are grateful for just the fact that your heart is functioning the way it's supposed to be, that you're waking up that day or whatever it is, yeah. things that you just shared, um, that gives a sense of calm and safety. And that, that literally will reduce the negative effects of stress on your body. And we need that, but we forget to do this. We do. And so that's why we're always in this chronic state of stress all the time and why stress is having such a negative effect on all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kind of touching back on that as a, a psychologist, I went through biofeedback training. Yes. Okay. And um, I remember I would do the meditative practices in this beautiful little curated uh, room and, and system, and they would take me into deep meditation. And the second I would come back to consciousness, mm-hmm. my heart rate would rise, my muscles would mm-hmm. flex, and I, w- I would move into a very stressed and strained physiological response. Yeah. And I remember I did the biofeedback probably five to 10 times. Mm-hmm. And every time different, you know, practitioner mm-hmm. on the other side of the table would say, gosh, you live at kind of a high level of yeah. stress. Yes. You're not alone. I know. <laughs> I feel like it's the majority of every person that I ever worked Absolutely. with, but I think it's the majority of everybody that works on or walks on this planet that lives in this modern world. It's just, unfortunately, because of all of the, way the ways that we are stimulated, yes. it, it, it just... Is what it is for us. We're just in a chronic state of stress all the time. So it would be amazing if we could be in a meditative state at all times (laughs) of day. But I mean, I don't know anybody other than Gandhi or I don't know, Jesus that would like say that they were able (laughs) to stay in that type of state of mind all the time. That's, that's our goal, right? That's what we're working on. But creating moments Just even five minutes, even that five minute break in your day where you can be in that meditative state really, really makes a huge difference. It's one of those big dominoes. And so, but intentionally doing that throughout the day, you know, is going to be even better. So start, start with the five minutes, but then make sure you try to implement that throughout your day because it really can make such a difference with every area of our life. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember in this biofeedback lab, they said, you got to figure out ways to, to de-stress, to decompress. And I said, well, how? It's so hard to know. How do I do that? And you're absolutely right. Finding moments where you can create safety within your own personal mind is Mm -hmm. so, so powerful. And um, I I love that you brought that up because I feel like that is an area that so many of us struggle with. And kind of going back to what you're sharing about that individual with Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. a little bit of stress is actually quite good for the brain. Yeah, We like to see challenge. We like to be problem solvers, but there is a tipping point. And I will tell you that personal development has helped that tipping point rise for me so mm-hmm. that I don't experience the same level of stress with the same stressors mm-hmm. I did five years ago. Right. Which is so cool to see the body adapt. 
Anyway, going back to the morning routine, spend a little time in gratitude. I always go over to my window, open the blinds and look at the sun. Mm -hmm. If it's dark outside, then I just try to connect with stars or something that I can see that's not four inches from my face. Right. Right. (laughs) And that is of nature. That is natural. Yes. It Mm -hmm. is. And then I almost always um, immediately click on my, I have recorded my own voice on my phone of the Mm -hmm. affirmations. I have, currently I have five tracks that I listen to and they're each between a minute and a half and three minutes. Mm -hmm. And they go through different um, areas and elements of my life that I'm looking to improve upon. And hearing it from my own voice Mm -hmm is really powerful. And it's always an I am statement. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's acting as if it's already true. Which is a huge part of this. So yes, thank yes. you. Yeah. And I love those. I'll sequence through those as I'm, you know, getting up, taking a drink of water. Mm-hmm. I always have a drink right by my bed. Mm-hmm. I also take uh, nitric oxide boosting mm-hmm. drops made from wild noni concentrate. It has CoQ10, mm-hmm. magnesium, zinc, niacin, chromium mm-hmm. in it, which is so good for women. I'll take those in the morning, let it swish around in my mouth to boost nitrates. And then, you know, go through my regular sequence of, you know, going to the bathroom and (laughs) making sure, you know, that myself is taking care of that way. But all the time you're hearing these amazing All the time, just hearing my own voice. And sometimes I'll catch myself Mm -hmm. distracted, thinking about four Mm -hmm. more things later down the day. And it'll, it's a good reminder to me, okay, wait. What's most important right now? It's hearing what I want to create in my life. And then I'll go back and listen to the track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then almost always I'll come back and have a have a prayer, have a a moment with my higher power. And I usually take a beat to journal mm-hmm. what it is that I feel. In that morning sequence, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to go take care of kiddos and get them off to school. After that, though, I've got a bit more time. I'll always move into breath work. Mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful. If you can Very do powerful. five, 10, 15 minutes of breath work, intentional breath work, You'll get all the tingles in the body. Mm -hmm. It'll really oxygenate all the cells, wake everything up. And for me, it's also a huge catalyst for personal inspiration around what I want to create. And then I'll meditate a bit on some of that. Breathwork often has a bit of meditation in it, intention building. Mm -hmm. It brings you into the present. That's why. Mm -hmm. And then I will go exercise. I don't miss a day where I, Mm -hmm. where I don't move my body in some joyous way, Uh, whether that's a walk. I really enjoy running, yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, hit workouts, things like that, but always with gratitude and joy. Yeah, I like how you said yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a long way to explain my morning routine, but no, I but think where we went was good. <laughs> it was amazing. Exactly what I wanted you to share because yeah. I feel like that's what we're interested in. It's like, we can be told all the time, like, yes, create this morning routine or this morning ritual and, and do your, you know, meditation and stuff. But I want us, I want people to see how it fits. into our lives. And a lot of the things that you do are things that I love to do as well. And I feel like I have, I can personally attest that they're powerful and they've been some of the most amazing, um, catalysts for growth for me and just enjoying an abundant life. Those are the things that I would say have made the biggest difference in my life. So they might seem like they're small and like not very important, but these little things like just listening to these affirmations, just getting present with your body, whether it's through meditation or through breath work, which is kind of the similar thing or something, it's it's actually going to tip the scale in the direction that you want it to go. And I think it's so, so powerful. And so I think it's really fun. That's why I like to share what I do, but I always like to know what other people are doing as well so that those that are listening can maybe figure out how it would fit in their lives. And I love the, um, you know, I am a big visual person. Mm-hmm. And so I love dream boards. I love that kind of thing. But one of the things that I found has been really effective for me was um, I used to take images of other people and I would create a board, which is very powerful. And many people will attest that it's been a game changer for them in their lives. But what I started to do, and it kind of reminded me because it's similar to what you did, is I actually started taking pictures of myself or videos of myself doing the things that... I want to continue doing in my life. And it's hard to describe. You'd have to see it, but I have created this video. It's like a three minute long video that I watch um, pretty much daily, not always daily, but I'll try to watch this often. And it's a visual reminder of what it is that I I see for myself and what I want to manifest into my life. And it's incredible if you go and look at some of these videos that I've made in years past, I'm living 
this life that I dreamed about years so ago. Oh, cool. It is amazing. I love that. So it works, girls. I, it really does sound <laughs> crazy, but it works. And, you know, if you look at my journey, it's, um, I was a holistic health practitioner, a private practice working one-on-one. I loved what I was doing. I, it was very fulfilling, but I had a big vision of being able to have a broader reach. And I just, I had no idea that mixers was going to come about. <laughs> and now I've seen like, I dreamed about this. I didn't know it was going to be called Mixers. I didn't know it was going to be called the It's Her Time podcast. I didn't know that Mm -hmm. this is what it was going to be, but it's, it's come about because I set intentions years ago and I visualized it. And then I had these little daily habits that I implemented every day and just every day, those little habits led to where I'm at right now. And I, I'm just like, that makes me even more just stoked to like, right now, what can we what, do? Yeah, what yeah. can I dream up next? Yes. Yes. I love that word vision. I yes. had a vision for something bigger. And that's really where it starts, yep. you know, is picturing in your mind's mm-hmm. eye or I love that beautiful in a visual, like a literally a video form mm-hmm. of yourself completing that task. And what's so cool about the mind is the mind is actually quite smart. It mm-hmm, will yeah. figure out a how beyond what we can mm-hmm. consciously comprehend. So if we focus on what that feels like to be in the space of it's already done, the mind, if we do that enough, mm-hmm. the mind will say, wait, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm seeing right now in my current physical mm-hmm. reality. It will fight with us yes. to get to that new reality until it's realized. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what's so powerful. If you were to go back and and look over the last five years at where your attention was, Mm -hmm. you would be able to clearly see that it's actually quite linear. (laughs) You you created from A to B exactly what you've been thinking about. And I think about so many stressful years of my life where I felt like I was being pulled and tugged and I did not feel like I was a creator in my Mm -hmm. life. And I look back at the sequence of thoughts, and I cannot tell you Mm. the percentage. It was a significant percentage of my day was spent around worrying about what I feared would happen. And it's interesting because I was in a mindset in that time that, oh, oh, it makes sense that I I was worried that was going to happen. It happened. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, even saying it now, I'm like, wow, that's laughable that I did understand it, but I didn't understand it. Right. Because I was so consumed in the worry and it's interesting because even even just coming here, you know, it's a bit snowy here. Yeah. And there was people sliding off. And, and a crazy morning. Weather's <laughs> been nuts. Yeah. And uh, I had a, I had a moment. And this is, this is mindset in action. Yeah. I had a moment where I thought, oh, what if I spin off? Mm-hmm. You know, what if, what if I end up in a crash? I mean, there were people literally crashed on either side of me. And, and I caught myself in that moment yeah. because you can't control your first thought, but you can control your second. And that second thought, and I said, oh, no, I'm surrounded in love, light, and protection. And I imagined myself going down the freeway, turning off to where I needed to turn off to get to the studio, mm-hmm. arriving with a smile on my face. And that's the next sequence that I moved through in my mind. So just as quickly as I had catastrophized the situation, I moved with intention to mm-hmm. shift that into what, I, what do I want instead. And I'll tell you, I probably do that a thousand times a day. You have to. You have to catch yourself. You have to. Otherwise, you can easily spiral down. Our survival brain is our default mode. And so sometimes we have to like consciously override that mm-hmm. default mode. And so you just explained that beautifully. And I'm so glad you made it here yeah. safely. I, I knew I would. <laughs> yes, you saw it. You envisioned it. it. Envisioned it. <laughs> Absolutely. And that doesn't mean that we don't magically have challenges in our life. But I will tell you. Mm. One, it has impacted my life Mm -hmm. on a physical, literal level. But two, if I experience challenge, I'm much more resilient to the fact that I can change it. Yeah. And that's so important. It's that resiliency. Um, And that's where... You know, it's it's powerful for us to. We've talked a little bit. I'm I'm going to try to bring this full circle here, but we've talked about how important it is that um, we have create these happy, you know, these habits that are going to be able to lead us to success, but then also manage our stress levels and and you know all of this stuff. But like you had mentioned before, it's important for us to have sometimes like almost planned stress in a way. Sure because that's how life is. And it's going to throw at us all kinds of different stressful situations. But if we can um, kind of practice how we respond to these stressful situations, we become more adaptable. You know, for instance, I won't go into it too much, but the audience knows that I love doing um, 
contrast therapy or cold plunging, you know? Yes. And so it's like, why would you do that? Or I have a sauna or, you know, something like that. And so it's like, why would you put yourself through that kind of stress? <laughs> like, how is that healthy for you? I get people that ask me that a lot. And I try to explain to them. It's like, because when I'm putting myself into that stressful situation, I'm actually creating um, not only physical strength, but I'm creating mental strength. And it helps my body to recognize that even though I'm under this very stressful situation, I'm still in control and I can recover so much faster. I can respond so I can get out of a fight or flight state of mind or, or state in general and be able to bring myself back into that parasympathetic state, Mm -hmm. which is so important, which is where we are able to create, where we are able to be able to enjoy health and and all of the things that we're talking about today. So in addition to waking up all those cells, that's a great practice. There's so many benefits. I'm telling (laughs) you, that's, it's what it's all about. And whatever we are, um, wherever our attention goes, that's what grows, right? Is that kind of, you know, like you're saying, I think that it's important for us to just catch where our attention is and notice that whatever we are focusing on the most, that's what we will see manifest itself in our life. And so if we don't like what it is that's manifesting, you know, in front of us, then pay attention and change that focused override, that second thought, you know, that second thought can be what makes all the difference. Right. Just 1% improvement. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be a full life overhaul. But I think if you look back on your life Mm -hmm. after implementing these, you will see, wow, that touched every element Mm -hmm. of what was stressing me out in my life right now. And you will, you'll feel that sense of pride and gratitude for your growth, Mm -hmm. which I think is such an important part of becoming who you want to become, Yeah, is realizing that there's so much self-appreciation that we miss out on. And you can really truly be that catalyst for and be a change agent change agent in your life. And when you look back and think, wow, I, I created that. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. It is powerful. And it's what it's all about. So I hope you guys are inspired by the things that we've shared today. I know that I am. I just love Nina. I love everything that you shared with Thank us. You. You're just a beautiful human. And all of you are, all of us are, we all have a work that we're meant to do here on this earth. And when we can remember that mm-hmm. and know that the things that we're talking about today are things are all within our own power and they aren't selfish, but they're actually selfless because it allows us to be able to show up as our very best selves. And we have so much potential. There's so so many ways that we can (laughs) impact the world for good. So I hope that you can just be inspired to find what that is for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love having you here. Please share this episode with the girls in your life because sharing is caring. (laughs) We appreciate all of you that um, do that and that go on and do leave a rating and review because that helps us to be able to get amazing guests like Nina and other <laughs> guests that we can learn from so much. And those of you that are watching us on the YouTube channel, be sure to like and subscribe because that's going to help us also be able to have a bigger reach so that we can have an impact on all the women in our world. All right. Thank you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much for having me.